0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Nerd School.
0: This is a podcast featuring the Sith Lord of Style. Nerd, nerd, nerds! nerd, 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 nerds! nerd, nerd, yeah. nerd, Suck it, nerd, uh. me, daddy-ass!
2: the nerd school
1: this is the grand master welcome to the nerd school podcast yeah. all right uh thor ragnarok anyone <laughs> yes so it's simple
3: yeah it was we all watched ragnarok uh yeah. I've... sorry i was doing a Led Zeppelin song. you're doing that is that what you're doing yeah. <laughs> yeah they
2: were in I'll... unison joe you were the only one not there
3: i literally yeah. just finished watching it about 10 minutes ago so i watched it twice Same. or th- probably thrice but I, so i want to do something a little different going through it this time i pulled up a synopsis slash review by roger ebert you Lord. guys have you guys have any? Issues was it with actually with Roger is it Roger
1: Eber? Roger or is it actually Roger Ebert?
3: Oh, like is he dead?
1: Is, is he dead? He's dead, but his his website is like a goes on. It with, still goes. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a home from film criticism. Oh,
3: it was from Roger dot but I didn't know he died, so maybe he didn't. No, he died a long time ago. Oh, so probably way before this came. So out. Are we
2: talking over the review, or are we doing our talk about the review?
3: Well, movie? No, the review I have just kind of goes, it goes through the synopsis. So you just want to read a review yeah. instead of reading Wikipedia. Well, instead of reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> oh yeah, it's by I see now. It's by, it's by Matt Zoller Seitz. You guys know who that is? He's the editor of RogerEber.com. I didn't realize Roger Eber died. Died in 2007. Oh, shit. Like, I don't you remember
2: that. He, his last
3: few interviews. I yeah, remember Gene it. Siskel died.
1: Yeah, that was even while before that, but Ebert uh like he he had some uh severe medical cancer. issues like a throat yeah. cancer thing so it whole like mm-hmm. he could not really speak anymore. Yes. Yeah.
3: Ah, man, we are like a
1: reconstructive it? surgery where like yep, Yeah.
3: I thought Ebert was still alive and I thought he was uh Art Star's private roommate mistress. Now uh, that's you. That's you. Oh, that's me. That is not true. I did not know. All right. So I was going to read. Well, then anyway, it was a review by this guy who I guess is, is he the top reviewer now? The guy who edits Roger Ebert.com? Like, how does he get that? Like, how does he, he must've been trusted.
1: He probably knew Roger Ebert in the day.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, my thought, my thought was, it'd be interesting to read someone's actual review to see what you guys think. What he's saying is he speaking for general Demathus. society general critics and because again i feel like ever since we started talking about it a couple episodes ago of people talking about the mcu jumping the shark or being too much or going downhill or being you know i feel like now i hear it everywhere i hear different people i'm like hey you know uh who said that you, you can't say that you know uh and just and take a note of you know what like race and sex and whatever they are and i it seems i'm
2: glad you're taking note of these things well because
3: because it really stuck with me you saying well who said it was it a straight white guy who's tired of woke you know and i think it's pretty i'm hearing it in a lot of places and circles so but i think it's i don't know some of the reviews i've been seeing online lately is just like stuff about the big headlines i keep seeing is why Ant-Man, Quantum Mania ruined the MCU and is proof that the MCU is now stupid and dumb and everybody? Yeah. Well, keep that. in mind,
1: uh, reviews online are a lot of times, uh unless they're, they're clickbait, you know, right? Yeah, it's clickbait. So they bait. have to it's, say something
0: decisive. Yeah. What's your it?
1: hot take that's going to get people reading it? And uh, sometimes that winds up, you know fueling people like altering people's opinions and then fueling this sort of uh, uh vicious little cycle so you have but also to say something at the same, yeah
3: something eye-catching right so if you yeah. say oh it's pretty good that's not gonna nobody's gonna click on yeah it. If you say was, this changes the, everybody's yeah. life you know this is the worst thing ever or the best thing ever they'll click it right that's yeah. The, yeah stuff like that's that idea let's get strong
1: opinions of it engender people to follow you like oh why is this guy so thing and, and then a lot of times you can read it and go all right well, this guy is full of shit or uh if you're not as well versed on it you know eh, maybe yeah. a point. and i mean to be fair uh to be fair any uh, to be fair any sort of thing that remains popular for a long time eventually gets a backlash uh and, and even if it's
2: not a backlash i find um in the world the other world I spend too much time on is book world. Right. I read a lot Mm -hmm. and it's so amazing to me that I could read a book where I'm like, this is fantastic. And then I go read the reviews. I'm like, who is writing? Are we reading the same books? There (laughs) are always going to be contrary reviews, even if you think something is really good. And I think that's something to take into consideration because when you take on any entertainment where you are in life has something to do with how you feel about that thing there are movies we're all going to be emotionally tied to their characters we're going to be tied to their storylines and sometimes we're disappointed because we wanted to go a certain way or we needed a feeling out of it some of it and some people are just contrarian and they will always be that way so yeah i like yeah. to take reviews with a great assault unless it's like solid unless you're telling right. me like this was trash because it just hyped up the patriarchy 2 million times or so-and-so is racist or, you know, something that's uber problematic that I'm like, yes. Or it's clear that someone rushed it to film. And, you know, those things are clear, clear. But if you, if in general, something's decent and you're like, ah, the worst trash I've ever seen. Why are women in charge now? Like that stuff, I take with (laughs) a grain of salt. because. People type things behind keyboards that I find um, so interesting. And also, reviewers span ages. And so what people yeah. find atrocious also varies by generation and kind of where you live in the country or world.
1: Yeah. Um, when I was doing, like, I was, I was reviews and reviews adjacent, I always, I tried to think of, because you come at that with your job is to it's not to create art, it's to sort of criticize other people's art and like what business do you have doing that if you haven't done anything yourself? I mean, there's a lot of, of good to be found in some, like some criticism of people who are genuinely trying to engage with it, but there's a lot of people that are just there to shit out their hot take and get clicks. So the way I approached it was... Uh, the point of a reviewer is not to tell you what to think about a thing it's more to you look for a like a reviewer who kind of vibes with you like you find someone who writes like if, who's seen a movie you've seen you're like yeah i kind of agree with it this is kind of how i feel about it too i we have the same kind of vibe we have the same kind of taste yeah so then if they see something and review something that you haven't seen and you're curious about you can kind of trust that opinion. A little more yep. than you would uh hey mr shit dick i hated
0: this shit <laughs> uh, mr shit dick <laughs> yeah
2: no but that's 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 right andy like i i do a lot of things i look at reviews and there are certain people i trust
0: mm-hmm. and i
2: think okay i'll watch that because so and so said it's good um and even and that even,
1: even like, that's not gonna be 100 percent.
2: no no because we're all individuals and, right, and right. where we're coming at something and there are sometimes, you know, there's such thing as mood watchers, right? If I'm not in the mood for something,
0: yeah.
2: if I'm having to watch it because it's a part of my job or someone drug me to it, I'm also just not going to enjoy it. Because I'm not in that. You know, we talk on here, I watch a lot of Hallmark for a reason, right? Sometimes yeah. I'm not in the mood for anything serious. Mm-hmm. So don't make me watch something serious and ask me to tell you about it. Cause they're not going to be a good feedback. Because yeah. not in the
1: headspace for it. Yeah, you got to be in the right headspace to engage with the art. But yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, and you have to be in the right headspace to engage with Art Star, too, because he, he's a lot. He is just so much Every to deal with.
2: Damn, dead.
0: <laughs> the Art that. Star. I think most, that, but <laughs> that, that just means I'm inevitable. Listen. So, you know. <laughs>
1: Listen, but this one, I was just watching this one, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and I kind of want to watch Thor Love and Thunder again right after this, uh, like maybe mm. uh, just to kind of see because Thor Love and Thunder was I enjoyed it, but it, watching this again, I still really dug this one. Like, the, like yeah. it was hitting on a lot of notes. Uh, it was it was a great uh, like tone mood change for the Thor movies in general because mm-hmm. the first two were a little stodgy. Whereas this one is just like lean full on into crazy cosmic Marvel, Jack Kirby style uh, visuals and batshit insanity and let Chris Hemsworth be as silly and funny as he can be. It incorporates the planet Hulk storyline, which is one of the best Hulk storylines of the last 20 years. And uh, in a way that doesn't quite, uh, I mean, because the Planet Hulk storyline was pretty dark and, and dramatic, but uh, it was a great way to bring in a lot of that stuff in it. It and had so many little beats and it adapted, you know, brought in Valkyrie who was in an interesting way. Uh, it's there was and the whole use of immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, which was uh, it, is about Thor. Like there's a hammer of the gods as a line in that song. Uh, it just it really came together. Taika Watiti is the director and also uh, who plays Korg, the Cronin uh, rock man in
3: it. Oh, he plays Korg
1: too. Yeah, the director. Yeah. Ta- he Ta- does.
2: I don't think I realized that's what he was playing. But now that you yeah.
1: say, how, it, do
3: you, how do you say his name? Yeah. The director, uh, uh,
1: Taika Watiti, I believe. Taika and uh, Thor Love and Thunder didn't he's quite he's hit his well. To as Red
3: Rita Red. Ora.
0: Wait, he's married to who? Rita Ora uh, and supposedly had it Mm -hmm. recently with her and Tessa Thompson while shooting. uh, She just came out
2: recently and said no, but there are lots of pictures and tabloid speculation that they were quite.
3: They look kind of cozy. Oh, I saw the pictures. And Tessa Thompson is the best. I love Korg. Korg is my favorite thing about this movie. But Tessa Thompson's a close second. Like, she's fabulous. Uh piss off
0: ghosts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Korg is yeah. great. Is he funny in the comics like that? No. They, they he probably a- is
1: now, but yeah. he wasn't. He was part of the Planet Hulk storyline. He was technically he's for, he's a Cronin, which is like the the the, the Rockmen from Saturn or something that was
0: Times of Saturn they, they were called something no, like Stone that Man yeah Stone Men of Saturn
1: Stone Men of Saturn that's what it was thank you Art it was uh, introduced really early on in like really early Thor comics and then sort of this version of him was sort of retcon to be from the 60s version but this is a character that was from Planet Hulk the Planet Hulk storyline is the whole thing with Sakaar, uh the gladiator hit thing that's basically in a nutshell the planet hulk storyline is earth's heroes realize hulk is too dangerous to be on earth and they kind of send him off into space with the uh they trick him and send him off into space with the intention of putting him like saying you've always said hulk want to be left alone so we're gonna send you to this really nice peaceful place you can be alone it's uninhabited it's it's lovely it's beautiful but then of course he hits a wormhole or something on the way there, and winds up in this, you know, gladiatorial slave pit thing. And he eventually has to lead a whole revolution by becoming the the famous gladiator that kills everything. And in those gladiator fights, Korg was in there. Uh, Meek was in there. Meek okay. has a much bigger role, and there's uh, several other ones in their group called the War. Power. But then they
0: like so. He kind of but see that that like when him coming back, kind of like if you're like a super comic nerd and you fell down the hole, let me look up all of these other characters kind of thing. Like Meek, you know, in the comics, he does, because he's a insectoid or bug or whatever, he does like these kind of whole regeneration things every so often. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I want to say like, maybe the third or fourth time I ever watched this, like I kind of made, like I kind of <laughs> made that sort of connection when he was like, oh, he's dead, kind of yada yada. yada I kind of stepped on him. And then he mm. comes back. And I'm like, oh, that's them. Like, if you don't know, that's like, I guess, them paying homage to what he was like in the comics kind of thing.
1: Right. I think Korg was very, really sullen. And like, he was very, like, he had been forced to kill his own brother. So he was very, like, uh, taciturn. And Meek was really like, oh, he he talked a lot. But he was very, like, you know, he was like an insect. He was a little creepy looking, but he was in, in the team. And then it turns out uh, when Hulk kind of sets everything right and he actually gets married and uh, uh, has, like, a new life for himself on Sakaar, uh, he's meek is, is still pissed and wants him to keep fighting. And so he, he sort of sabotages the whole happiness of the Hulk secretly just to get Hulk pissed again.
3: So he goes and beats huh. up more shit. So Meek's got more of a character arc than just yeah. <laughs> being the uh, dead bug. Then, is that the protoplasm coming out of you there, or
0: is that eggs?
1: Those look <laughs> like eggs.
0: <laughs>
2: but
1: it, just we, the fact that they're in there
2: at all, I'm happy with. I think we skipped and went straight to the gladiator pit. Joe, do you want to start <laughs> yeah. at
3: the beginning? Yeah, we went right
2: to Korg. Just if someone jumped into Korg. this and had not seen Thor Riding they'd be like, what the hell?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we jumped around? into the middle of it to talk about influences. Well, we I can think start from the it? beginning. I think partly because we mentioned Taika Wakiti. Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, and who's married to Rita Ora, who I've never heard of, but she is a beauty. Uh, she's a singer. You know her songs, TBJs. Is that how you know her? Yeah, I think she has a song called I'm Rita Ora, and I'm here to say I love Fruity Pebbles
1: in a major way.
3: I don't think that's true. <laughs> Hot Right Now, it says she featured on DJ Fresh's single Hot Right Now. Right, I'm gonna have to look her up because I there's so many like actors and artists that I just am not familiar with. I'm like living under a rock, uh, and I need to be more. Anyway, so anyway, that's how we got off into the Korg thing because I didn't know Taiko Waititi did uh Borg's voice, but I love Korg, he's my favorite. But this was written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, Christopher Yost. So we oh, think one of those guys came up. Christopher with? Yost
1: is actually a comic writer, so okay, uh, and he's done a lot of uh, good stuff. He did uh, a lot of Spider-Man work.
3: Uh, among and that makes
2: sense for some of the funny in this movie.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, was everybody happy with Was this so? I was going to show my ignorance what we've already talked about, but I know we've talked about Taika Waititi before. Like, what's the other Marvel? Uh, for and Love, stuff? and Thunder. But that, was this his first one then, Ragnarok?
1: This was his first one. And oh, this okay. was like like we said, it was a very good tone shift for Thor to really like put a lot of life into the Thor franchise, which always felt like the well, we have to see this to see what's going on. But uh these
3: I mean they're fine, but they're not like yeah,
0: movies. Yeah, the I mean, this, this
3: this thing was just so much fun and colorful and just that like it it's it like a break from all the crazy you know the sadness and everything i feel like it was like a quick little and you guys also it's like a buddy movie with him and hulk but Mm uh so i'm ditching the review thing now because now that i realize ebert's dead i'll just go back to the imdb uh (laughs) synopsis we'll jump in that but so the story opens about two years after the events in avengers age of ultron Mm -hmm. where thor having failed in his quest to locate the infinity stones uh and also had been dumped by Jane, although he says, insists it was a mutual dumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he's played by Chris Hemsworth. He's hanging in chains above a fire pit before being brought before the monstrous fire demon Surtur. Mm-hmm. Surtur, is that how you say it? Surtur.
1: Yep, Surtur, of, uh, a creature of, of Asgardian legend, the Friar Giant Guardian of the Fiery Realm of Muspel, or Muspelheim,
3: <laughs>
1: and is a major figure in the Norse... Uh, uh, mythology uh, events of ragnarok which is basically the end of the world like a big great battle and leads to like a big flooding and a rebirth kind of not unlike the you know the noah's Ark, the flooding of the earth thing yeah but as a marvel comics character stanley jack kirby the classics journey into mystery number 97 back in 1963 wow he's like a major thor
3: villain He's pretty badass and scary, and it's it's a funny dichotomy of Thor just like, uh, just a second, as he's swinging around on that chain thing before he (laughs) finishes his, you know, what he's explaining to him. But, you know, the effects there of him are pretty sweet, badass with his crown and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I thought that was a big eyebrow. No, it's a crown. (laughs) Yeah. But Surtur believes his destiny is to bring about Ragnarok, like Andy just said. The Mm -hmm. complete destruction of Asgard and Thor learns from him that Odin, played by Anthony Hopkins, is not on Asgard. So he uses Mjolnir, his hammer, to escape and destroy Surtur, keeping his crown slash skull, which is the demon's power source. And then Thor returns to Asgard and sends Surtur's skull down to the vaults, but then finds that Heimdall, Idris Ilba, has been replaced as Sentry of the Bifrost Bridge by the Inept Scourge, <laughs> played by by Carl Urban, yeah, uh, who also plays uh, Doctor McCoy in the rebooted Star Trek. He oh, in Lord he does. Of the Rings. He's done. He's done every nerd thing imaginable. I know he's in Lord of the Rings, and he's in. I knew him from the uh, the boys. The boys. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love that you said every nerd thing imaginable.
1: Good way yeah. to put it.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't nerds know if he's gotten there. into Star Wars yet, but he probably will soon. I'm sure he will.
2: So nerds do <laughs> He'll nerds. He'll make love- his way there next.
1: Do nerds love this guy? I think so. He Are was nerds? like in, in the Star Trek reboot, the young Star Trek reboot. He was, he was the one doing the best impression of the previous guy. He was doing DeForest Kelly to a T. <laughs> he okay. was cranky and shitty, and he was pretty good. Okay, and of course, was- he had Lord of the Rings credit as well. And he was Judge Dredd. Oh and he was in the judge dread that was after Stallone's movie. Okay, i would uh, say he, Stallone, it was a reboot Stallone. in like the mid two thousands
3: or oh like that's 2000s. nerdy too,
1: right? Yeah. It's comic
3: book actor. So Scourge explains that Odin accused Heimdall of treachery and Heimdall subsequently fled, as whereabouts are unknown. Um
1: Scourge also created by Stanley and Jack Kirby in nineteen sixty-four. Uh, and this movie takes a lot like basically his best stories are in this movie the executioner it's, yeah the he movie. was the executioner he was like a super villain he was in the masters of evil okay. and uh, his uh, like the one main thing that's not in here is because they haven't introduced the character of Amora the Enchantress yet who's kind of problematic because she just like minds controls people into falling in love with her and stuff and then I don't know how they're going to approach that if they ever do but he was like madly in love with her, in so general. So they they were like hand in hand in the comics. Uh, the not Hella. Well, Hella kind of manipulates him for a little bit later. But uh, he no, was I in mean, love with the Enchantress. The, that's
3: what I'm saying. The Enchantress and he and he were, and she was always using
1: like exploiting that for her own gain. And it wasn't until like he he has like the big noble sacrifice thing that she kind of realizes well, maybe I did kind of like this
3: guy. It's funny, I owe no enchantress only from playing Marvel Snap. There's all these characters from Marvel Snap that I know just from playing that game, well, which is see, addicting as hell. However you get in, I, I
1: started learning from, about DC Comics when I started playing Heroclix and like really? learning about, more about DC characters. I mean, I knew the basics, but I didn't know. I hadn't read DC Comics much at all until I started going,
3: who the hell is this guy? Has I, I've, I've seen that guy in Heroclix, and I started reading some comics. Well, I wanted to ask about this Heimdall thing with is this a storyline that we know of at all from comics with the Heimdall being cast out and, and then him kind of saving people, the people or anything, or is this just like a new story as far as we know?
0: Uh, you
1: know, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of stuff. I haven't read a hell of a lot of uh Thor comics in general, so but I'm sure there's been stuff done with Heimdall that I that I'm just not aware
3: of. I just wondered if it's a thing like we have Idris freaking Ilba, we got a
0: Oh yeah, no. hear me. let's. Oh let's... yeah, okay. I didn't know I was muted, but um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was well, in sorry, going, I was going, I was <laughs> but like Handel, <laughs> in the comics, like there've been parts where like because of, I guess he was kind of sometimes viewed. There's certain, uh, I forgot what year it was, but it was like he was viewed as sort of like a heretic because he could, he had like the the one of his gifts is foreshadowing and unseen. So people always thought like he, let's say he could see something happen before it was going to happen. So that was like, Hey, he's crazy. He's crazy. But like, he's actually had storylines where he actually used that and Odin praised him for it. So it's like, I don't know. I don't think they do it. I don't think there's too much of an homage in Ragnarok to it, but Heimdall has had things where like he was kind of viewed like as sort of like an outsider. But not necessarily kicked out or, you know, exiled or whatever. You know what gotcha, I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. But yeah. He
1: serves a really good purpose in this, is to underscore the Asgard is a people, not a place. Yeah. So you got to be- get it. Yeah. He's the basically the point of view people of point of view person for the the general Asgardian populace. That's not. They're not all big shiny gods and kings and
2: stuff. But I like that because. The beginning of this film shows us how this, well, every Thor film shows us how dysfunctional the big shiny God's family is. Um, so it's nice to see regular folk, regular people, man about.
3: Yeah, I, I love the whole thing following him like he's like single handedly saving all of humanity on on asgard and all the human you know all of him he's in the woods and-
2: Elvis single-handedly saving us all in general <laughs> yeah. by yeah. existing
3: yeah he's just so like well and he looks badass too with this like it's he no it's he's no tom hiddleston he's no tom he's hiddleston. no loki but it's for me it's neat seeing him not in that you know that heimdall thing just, he's just like this security guard with the big hat no offense uh g4s art star but uh <laughs> like but he's wearing the uniform you know the uniform the helmet, you know and seeing him be like a man of the people and so what you're saying is our star needs to start wearing giant hats to work he needs to wear red leather and uh get a sword and start battling a but yeah, but, so that's uh, yeah, that's what like, I wondered if it was like, well, we have Idris Friggin' Hillball playing this small part, let's make it a bigger part, or if it is a big part yeah. in the I, I think it's yeah, it's it's
1: but, serves I mean, an we, important part, and it's also we, we, like we, a really interesting use of Heimdall's powers, too.
0: Just we've discussed this in the past. Like there are plenty of big stars playing quote unquote small parts in yeah. the MCU it who really eventually is. get their roles. Like just look at our, uh, spoiler, Quantumania, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like, who knows down the line what Clay is going to do based out of uh, coming out of uh, Doctor Strange too. So you have like these big superstars, and then it's like, oh, well, how cool! Like Charlize Theron's in this, so Alfred Woodard's in this. Like, oh yeah, like I can't believe they're in this MCU MCU movie. It's like, hey, like I got money, I'm going I'm show up here. Like, okay, sure, let me let me pop up, but I'm gonna still get paid, right?
3: I mean, speaking it, it, of that, yeah.
0: my favorite of people popping up, my favorite
2: pop up in this movie is Matt Damon.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're about to get to that part because reaching Asgard, Thor sees a massive statue of Loki, Tom Hiddleston, as well as Odin lounging around, enjoying a play about Loki's heroic sacrifice while fighting the dark elves. Realizing what's happened, Thor quickly forces Loki, who usurped and disguise disguised himself as Odin, prior to the end of Thor: The Dark World uh to drop his charade and demands to know what happened to odin and it's revealed that loki had placed odin under a spell and dumped him in a retirement home in new york city by the time they get there it's being demolished uh before they can anyway but at this part in that play is when you see uh matt damon you see matt damon playing loki and that is hilarious i was like oh my god shit matt just like tbj said i was like Matt Damon is now in the MCU,
0: <laughs>
2: and it made yeah. me smile because it's not a part where you're like, "Oh, that's so Matt Damon." It's it's so random.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's like a little tiny part, but could it could end up being anything later, you know? Who yeah, knows? It could be like, right? Oh am yeah,
1: like uh, Ben Kingsley.
0: Am I yeah? Am I fucking it up with Joe by saying Travis Flattery? Because you haven't seen Shang Chi, right, Joe? I no,
1: did. He's, uh, Iron Man okay. three.
0: But I saw Iron Man three when all that happened. Yeah, but you know he was Trevor. He was much bigger in Shang Chi. I believe in him. I, I did mean, I see
3: Shang Chi after the reveal most of it.
1: But go ahead. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's bigger because he was. Well, you
0: know, basically before, the main villain before. Yeah, he was the main villain, but we we didn't know him as Trevor Slattery until the end in Iron Man three, That's where Shang Chi all he is is Trevor Slattery.
3: And that's a preview for our Shang-Chi episode that we'll do Mm -hmm. uh, eventually nine years (laughs) when we get to that. Uh, No, I wanted to mention this Tom Hiddleston thing. So the thing that bugged me about the beginning of this, like I was like, Loki is alive. I swear he died. But now I can't remember from what I watched. And then I was like, then they talked about, oh, you're back. Oh, you, of course you didn't die. And then I was like, I was trying to go back. And remember the last time we saw Loki, and I unsuccessfully did. I started, I fast forwarded through the previous three movies or whatever, and he wasn't in any of them, so I couldn't remember where he was last. So this Thor is Thor in the
1: Dark World. He was sacri- a dark. World. He sacrificed himself to stop the Dark Elves <laughs> from or Malekith, the Dark Elf, from doing shit.
3: I could not remember that. Yeah. He
1: didn't really actually die because at the end of Dark World, he's revealed to be hiding, like pretending to be Odin so uh at the and, end of like the post-credit
3: scene they show that or something uh
1: yeah i think so all right that's a so little thing where like, oh that. by the way odin's not here right now i mean and it's also you know, that's the movie where uh frigga his mother dies yeah Um uh, and all that
3: yeah i kind of remember that god that's the thing is there's so many these goddamn movies hard to remember everything <laughs> uh, another
1: reason why for you a to remember
2: everything yeah
1: there's, yeah. there might be a big of a backlash. There's just so much of it, and uh, it's kind of been dominating. Let's say, like, the only thing that's been making money, yeah, is all this. So, like, people are like, can I watch a movie about people's lives, regular <laughs> people's lives at some point? So, there's some <laughs> it's people just the fact that. that
3: they can do all this stuff now, like, they can yeah. make stuff that looks realistic with all kinds of superpowers and stuff, and they couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been marveled. Amazed, marvelled about the fact that <laughs> how little movies' effects changed from like the 40s, the 50s, to the 60s, to the 70s. It was all just shitty animation. Like if you look at like Anchors Away, and then fast forward to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that's like. But then you also got there's in no better time, animation. Back in
0: those times, technology wasn't as good as it was for them to do what they did back then was still like whoa you know a moving picture awesome yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah moving picture is amazing
3: but still but the 80s like was still shitty but i'm like, from the 40s to the 80s that's like 40 years mm-hmm. of technology and it's not even any better, really. Like, Howard the Duck was so shitty. It was not any better than Barbarella, which was in the 60s.
0: Barbara, you notice know you mentioned I mean, both movies that you chose.
2: <laughs>
1: both movies you chose Way and both movies it. who are held up as examples of not very good movies.
0: Well, what just, did you say I about I your taste, Joe? I just
3: mean about the effects. Like, the effects didn't get any better from the 40s to the 80s. But now, in 2020, 2017, I, I or whatever year we're at, they're amazing. I think
1: uh, creature creator Rick Baker, I think, would have some issues to say that, like, the stuff the, that the best movies did. Like, you think they could have done Star Wars in the 40s? They did Star Wars in
3: 1977. Yeah. 70s it, and it, 40s, same bullshit crap. Like, Star Wars was not good. <laughs> the graphics weren't good in that. It was shitty. They had They had to add everything in the... 2000s, make it. It or, did not
1: uh, add everything
0: in
3: the 2000s, <laughs> it had nothing, it was terrible and shitty. But we, you loved guys it. should fight it out.
1: Yes, Star Wars was terrible and shitty. In the
3: Jedi's are pieces of shit. I have joined the Sith. <laughs> That's not surprising. You are dating a Sith. Wait
0: a minute, I'm not
3: we're not dating, we're just banging. Right. Uh, oh, excuse me, pardon. If
0: you're different, <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. Uh by the time they get to the retirement thing in New York City, it is being dis- demolished. And before they can plan their next move, Loki is suddenly pulled through a dimensional hole in the sidewalk. Uh, and a card with an address, 177A Bleecker Street, is left behind. And I realize Bleecker Street, this address, is on the Lower East Side, right over by where Paul's Boutique, the cover of Paul's Boutique by Beastie Boys, is taken, and right by. Uh, the caveat, which uh, inspired the Nerdy Night Out shows, which so I've been on this block several times, uh, and now there's a Chipotle there. I think oh, um, the the Chipotle Sanctorum. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the keeper of the taco arts.
0: Yes. Anyway, and you can't play any cards there?
3: <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, no. You just eat. You, you just eat food. Eat uh, Chipotle. Guacamole. But uh, Thor goes there to that address. And I think didn't it right before he gets sucked down in the hole? Didn't he say this isn't me? And then he's boom, yeah. he's gone. And then yeah. and stupid me should have realized this is the Doctor Strange, you know, flaming circle thing he does. Uh, yeah. I think they call yeah. it a circle of piss. <laughs>
0: and and we
1: we did see part of this in a previous, like the the post credit scene to Doctor Strange had a conversation with Thor, uh, but this is like the expanded version of it, directly from that. Well, and this, uh, what I like about this is Doctor Strange is this is the only time he's actually wearing the big ass yellow gloves that like his comic book counterpart wore all the time. Oh, he was? I didn't even notice. that Yeah, it, it's just big bright yellow. Like he doesn't usually wear them, but in this, it's like, you know what? Let's well, let's give the nerds.
2: A, I love seeing him, and I love Thor's reaction of, "Oh, so you got wizards now?" That's my favorite. Line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One of.
1: I prefer Master of the Mystic Arts. Okay, wizard. <laughs> like he's not going to call him master of the mystic arts, he's going to call him a wizard just it's like Tony Stark does brands. later
3: on. Um, it, we should also note that the last time we saw Thor in the MCU was uh with Daryl, his roommate. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you in you the, the, the shorts, yeah, the shorts. Which, uh, anyway, but Thor, Thor goes to the address and finds Dr. Stephen Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Patch. Cumber snacks. Cumber 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 it's hard to say it right when everybody says his name wrong all the time <laughs> thumber thumberlina bember snap sherlock thumber hoot. sherlock holmes yes the mystic guardian of earth who agrees to help him find odin on the condition that all as guardians leave earth <laughs> all you have to do is have all of your people leave earth forever thor agrees and after doing some research during which thor is constantly teleported around strange's sanctum a disorienting experience. Doctor Strange deduces that Odin is in Norway. He then releases Loki from his endless fall. And when Loki tries to attack an exasperated strange, the doctor unceremoniously sends them both through another portal. I love that I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Loki's a great punching back. Yeah, he is. Everybody loves it when
0: he I love to the callback label ONT, which is kind of fun too.
3: Yeah. I Think
0: I know what you're talking about. That's if we get I know to where it. you're going, and I like it.
3: <laughs> I mean, when Thor's getting batted around, and he's like, right. you know how
0: it Yes, feels? yes, that's you how know? it feels. That's how it feels, yeah.
3: Well, they find Odin in Norway sitting near a scenic cliff, uh, having shaken off Loki's spell, and he admits that he's dying and Ragnarok is approaching. Uh, Thor insists that when he destroyed Surtur he prevented Ragnarok. Odin mentions Hela, his true firstborn child, the goddess of death. The one who will seize Asgard from Odin's sons and Odin tells Thor and Loki that their previously unknown sister was completely consumed by darkness and was sealed away. The only force that continues for exile is Odin himself. And so he like apologizes to Thor for failing him before dying, disappearing into shards of flame. Flaming shards <laughs> of whatever. Circle uh, of pith and flaming shards. Yeah. Flaming shards. Yeah. As soon as he's gone, yeah. Hela emerges from her prison and engages the two in brief small talk. Seeing that she won't be reasoned with, Thor throws Mjolnir toward her. However, the goddess easily catches and effortlessly shatters the long, indestructible weapon. I that guess. was a moment that made me sad. Uh, we lost the hammer forever and it never it, comes back
1: it, it never comes back. very sad too it's yeah. it's part of uh like this is sort of maybe not the beginning but this is a continuing string of of tragedy and loss that's building up like like really sad tragic events are going on under this really fun movie uh but like he's losing like he lost his hammer, and he talks about it like even Korg just sums it up. It sounds like he had a very uh, special and intimate relationship with this hammer, and losing it is like losing a friend.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't get it, Korg drove that home. But this this is built on uh, as we go into uh, Infinity War that Thor is just getting the shit kicked out of him emotionally and and. Everything it's gets summed up in a few, but we'll, we'll go into that.
3: But uh, yeah, losing the hammer is a big thing. Uh, well, well, Loki, seeing that they don't stand a chance, asks to be returned to Asgard by the Bifrost. However, Hela also enters the portal, expels Loki and then Thor from it at different points, and then reaches Asgard. So they're all going different places. We think arriving at the Bifrost Bridge, she quickly kills Volstag ray stevenson and then fendral zachary levi who plays shazam oh he plays shazam oh yeah. Am, and, yeah and well,
1: uh ray stevenson played the punisher once so but
3: is, are these the same people that played volstag and fendral yeah. in the other you know, uh, not a
1: Fandral, i think but it's the same person played volstag and i uh, hogan i believe who's later uh but I think Zachary Levi didn't play him in the first movie, he but played it him was a movie, movie
0: from uh Once Upon a Time who's married to Snow White from Once Upon a Time. I forget his name, but he's also the guy from Manifest. If you guys okay. watch Manifest, I, I don't watch any of those shows. The guy who plays, Hulk? I know
2: who you're talking about. I actually following you, art right. I'm following
1: all right? The, no, the guy who plays Fandral or oh. played Fandral in the first movie, all right? Oh, yeah. And now Zachary Levi took his place. And then this is such a weird, unceremonious end for the Warriors three.
3: Yeah. Who were, Warriors who were like three. a huge right? part of it. I first hated movie. that. That's what I thought too. I was like, they're just, that, that's it. That's it for the Warriors three. They were such a big thing.
1: Yeah. They were like his best buddies in the first Thor movie. And then they're barely in the dark world. I mean, they, But they each have a moment in the dark world. And then this is like, you know what? Fuck these guys.
3: One, well, isn't Lady Sif supposed to be with them too? Uh, we haven't seen her.
1: I don't think we see her until again, and I, f- I don't think until Thor: 11 and Thunder she shows up again. I thought she just Loki. Oh, she was Is with these Loki. The yeah. Oh, y- yeah, but I, isn't that like a memory of Loki of Lady?
0: Sif yeah, or but something? it's a memory. But you know, they don't. I feel like I, I want to say she wasn't just like, oh, let's get old footage and insert her. I'm thinking. Uh, They
1: got her, but I mean, it's an appearance, but it's not like her actual character.
0: So it wasn't, are you
1: saying it wasn't Sif? It was a version of her. It was a memory of her, but they did get the actress back to play her. But yeah, but I got to go back and watch.
0: you saying that wasn't Jamie? I'm
1: saying it was. I'm just (laughs) saying we don't, we haven't seen the present day version of her. Until 11 Thunder. I mean, she was in the first two Thor movies and she had a couple of guest shots on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, and then kind of has, was ignored uh-huh. until very, like last year, I guess. We covered Loki on here, didn't we? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, we, we watched that show, but yeah, we uh, it we're going to have to watch it again once we get to phase yeah, four. Yeah, got to watch
3: it all It'll again. make more yeah. sense that way. Yeah, yeah don't worry. Uh, rewatching is good. Rewatching mm. is good. TBJ is correct. Anyway, after she ki- uh, he she kills those two, and then she recruits a terrified scourge to her cause, and then heads to Asgard, where she kills the entire palace guard uh, single-handedly, as well as Hogan, played by Tanabo Asano. Do we know who that is? The last is? of the Warriors three. The last of the Warriors three. I mean, at least he got to speak. Yeah, for one second. Yeah. No, he, yeah. he
1: got a, a couple of tough guy lines. The other two just... Oh,
3: yeah, that's him. right, because he came up afterwards he's like we're not gonna yeah, ever bow to you or say whoever anything. you are did you not just listen to what I, I just told you who I was yeah right whoever yeah right I just said the whole thing yeah uh well what do we think of Hella? like what are we how are we feeling about her portrayal and like
2: i one I'm gonna point out my second favorite line of this movie which is also a TikTok trend which is the it's come to my attention that you don't know who I am <laughs> I'm gonna point that out because oh, it's yeah. It's a really good trend on TikTok.
3: Are they using um, her audio for that trend? Yeah, they use her
2: audio and then they go into a song and then most women are like it's an empowerment movement even okay. though she's a villain. But in the land of TikTok, you know, trends are based
1: on TikTok. And not
0: characters. Right. Yeah,
3: like
1: and it's Kate Blanchett. She's fantastic and everything. And yeah. Hela, hell is the north goddess of death um and but it's an interesting sort of take. She was introduced in 1964. Stanley, Jack Kirby again, Journey to Mystery. Uh, but in the comics, she's actually Loki's daughter. Oh, which is a whole different take. But so it's not one of Odin's children. Odin's grandchild, I guess. But uh, it's she's it's sort of like the underworld. She doesn't. Con- I don't think she controls the people of of Valhalla, which is like uh, Asgardian heaven. Yeah. Where like if you die in glorious battle, that's where you wind up. But uh, so she's more like the underworld of like death. And uh, she's yeah. always trying to expand her her realm, I think, to have more dominion over
3: more people. My only complaint about her portrayal on this is the the um head you didn't like the whole oh, that's that's absolutely right out back. of the comics that where she rubs her head and it pops up like oh no that's just awesome i no i would just like it either is there it's not like that stupid thing where she just wipes her head and it pops out of nowhere and then she wipes <laughs> it and comes back like it's that was stupid as hell i thought
1: that's i thought it was a great way to uh transfer between like all right i'm just chilling mode i'm trying to be friendly like all right well, if you, I mean, if you, time to if fuck you people up. about up magic
0: boom i'm death mm think about it what if we think about what am i here yeah now like, i hear you oh yeah so if you think about it whenever she produced weapons it's like it's almost like she produces them out of thin air kind of thing so like her hair maybe it's just like an illusion and when she does this does the thing with her hands it just like it, it appears mm-hmm. so, i
3: don't i didn't have a problem with it appearing and not and going away it was just the you way just hate the, it, you hate the way
0: production
3: the way she did it, and wiped her head like it looked stupid. Like it looked like she was voguing for you, Joe. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. That was I my was, only complaint. I thought it was great. I think it she's badass a, and that's stupid. Smooth. And you're wrong, Andy. You're wrong about this. Actually, you're a dumb piece of shit. You know what? Uh, who's the <laughs> guy? Calm down. Calm down. Brad, Brad Razzle fan is a great artist. Who's the guy you hate? Ted. Rob no, Liefeld. No, Rob Liefeld. Oh. Rob Liefeld. So, oh. I wanted
1: to see what, how many names he would go Ted through. Ted Mandelbaum he... <laughs> is
3: a great artist. T- Ted Mandelbaum, I'm sure. He you is. know what? Actually, I've been waiting uh, to surprise us, uh, surprise you with this, but we actually have Rob Liefeld here. As a he guest, he's been in the waiting room. I'm going to now present him okay. on a Nerd School podcast. Hi, he, everybody. I'm
1: very good at drawing feet.
3: <laughs>
0: he's coming to interview you, Andy. <laughs>
1: Let him come. You hate Rob Liefeld. I, I, he just seems like, also like one, not good at the thing he's famous for, and two, he seems like kind of a douchebag. Have you
3: ever met him? No. Would you like to? No. Okay. If he's
0: at <laughs> Heroes Con, would you, kind of like, would you introduce you, Andy?
3: No, I'd rather not. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> what I if have you... nothing nice to say about him, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to him.
0: What
3: if he walks into our nerd school panel at Heroes Con and... Like, oh, I have a question. My name is Rob Liefeld. Wow, why do you hate me so much?
0: And what can I do
3: to earn your love, Professor Andy? And then he starts like slowly. Um, like you want want me to draw sure a picture
0: of, of you? Yeah. <laughs> want to do a portrait of you?
1: Stop claiming uh, that you did not rip off Deathstroke when you created Deadpool. For one, uh, two, t- draw better. Three, don't <laughs> throw better. a crybaby hissy fit when one of your characters uh, comes out as gay in the comics. Oh so he's a homophobe? Yeah, I think so. Or oh, maybe well, not. Nec- he, I'm sure he'd he'd uh, obfuscate, but he was they made a uh, Shatterstar, one of his d- dumbest characters who has a big, you know, he, <laughs> he, he's like a big like padded stupid hey, helmet and a big cheerleader distractor. top knot on his head and a sword that's two swords. So it's I, extra I, extreme. I,
0: I, I love that about Shatterstar. Like, I literally got that toy because his sword had two um what you with
3: It's a sword with t- two blades on it yeah, instead of one. Yeah, two blades.
0: I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But you're well, not he's...
3: a collector. You don't collect toys. I
0: mean, this is what I was young. I was I was a <laughs> wee lad of, of maybe 18, 19. And I thought this shit is fucking cool. I'm going to get it.
3: Yeah. I did not think it was cool. Shatterstars <laughs> in Deadpool 2?
1: I'm uh barely, yeah. Shattery, that, that's about the treatment he deserves yeah, what he yeah, got yeah, in Deadpool yeah, 2 and uh I gotta see those Deadpool. Movies. But like in the comics, they wrote a storyline where he came out as gay and in love with his friend Richter, and then uh, uh, Rob Liefeld was all pissed about that. And like, I can't wait to write for Marvel again and then change that back or something like that.
3: Uh, well, screw homophobia. If that's what yeah, it is, so
1: I, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, that really. I didn't. I didn't like his work before, but that made me just go. <laughs> yeah, that didn't. Yeah, say, you,
3: you were you're...
2: already anti <laughs> <Yeah. in> beforehand. <laughs>
3: I like that. But yeah. That just helped. Keep the just, anti going,
2: rightfully so.
3: Yeah, that just helps us not yell at you about being mean to Rob Liefeld, because if he's a jerk, then uh, yeah. but does this, could this be slander or he can defend himself if he wants to, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. I'm sure he'll uh, deny what I've said or
0: uh, like you spin said, it op- or whatever. obfuscate is what you yeah. said. I think is the verb you said. He gets, he gets, said. He gets, he gets pretty angry. He gets pretty angry. Like, I've, I've actually seen... Who, Rob what, Liefeld? Yeah, I've actually seen Whatnot film... I mean, Whatnot um, auctions with him on it. Where well, he's sitting there, he's drawing, he's doing his thing or whatever, and someone comes in and they say something to him, and he literally, like, goes off on these people. Like, goes off while he's drawing. Just like, really goes off. Like, even yeah. on Twitter. His Twitter rants sometimes are, like, almost like, if he was near you, he'd punch you in the face.
1: Yeah, it seems like very irritable.
0: I think you yeah, can take
3: no. him, Andy. He looks like a...
1: Anyway, I I don't care to. Uh, I know he would. Uh, I mean, if you ever heard this stuff, he'd just shit all
3: over me, and that's fine
1: because <laughs> yeah, I'm no, shitting no. all over him. <laughs> you like people shitting all over you? I mean, I yeah, can I'm I can battle with them verbally, Andy. I'm pretty good at it.
2: So if he yeah, comes, for you, I got is, you. yeah, CPJ is
1: yeah. I appreciate pretty. that, but I mean, I've just from what I've said about him, I probably have brought whatever he does onto myself or uh, whatever it's okay I'll
2: just throw it back out you can have it come to you but <laughs> I love a ball I love yeah. I love a spar a little verbal spar yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he, I'm he sure you could outwit that. him pretty easily <laughs>
3: yeah TB, that would be fun to watch
1: but uh, if right? he I mean, TBJ I giving do?
0: somebody a tongue lash.
3: <laughs>
1: well, oh, t- I, I generally Saturday? don't like to shit on folks
0: Saturday like, um, uh, she almost put the fear of death in me Saturday
3: uh-oh. Like, Just after it, they own. I, During I the dirty Night Out extravaganza? I said
0: no to something. And the way she raised her voice, like, I <laughs> felt like, all in the <laughs> whole, like, I felt like the, the a little bit of the, <laughs> a little bit of the stiffness seeped out of me. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right,
2: all right. I'll, I'll take. I'll take a sandwich. Just to know for no, no reason, I offered him something that was beneficial to himself.
3: A sandwich. He
2: chose to decline. <laughs> and
0: and he was, I he was like, take I it. Don't
2: understand why I was sharing, and then so how dare you say no to my sharing? And you will
0: accept what I'm giving you, well, hey, and that's
2: just what it turned out to it, be. And
0: it felt like it felt like in that moment the clouds opened up. And like had I had I had I declined any further, I would instantaneously disintegrate into nothingness. I mean, I would have been That's reborn valid. that would happen. because I'm a Sith, but in that moment. But, but then also now that I think about it in that moment, this is one of the re- main reasons I'm trying to recruit her as my apprentice. She <laughs> has, she has, she has it. Not gonna it. happen. She only just give into it.
3: Well, it was fun watching the tech guy Ben's face when, as he got to take the rest of the sandwiches out. He had a smile from ear to ear. It was like, look at these sandwiches! Look <laughs> at all these sandwiches! Uh, it's always great to see that. Sandwiches are great. Sandwiches are great. All right, uh, where are we at? Thor is deposited by the portal on a planet called Sakar, which seems to uh, consist entirely of gigantic, colorful garbage mounds fed <laughs> by giant portals in the skies. Uh, he's attacked by several scavengers. Uh, now weaponless, he is quickly overpowered before his attackers are scared off by the hard-drinking bounty hunter, Valkyrie, played mm-hmm. by Tessa Thompson. So this is my first time ever see. i have heard Tessa Thompson's name, I feel like, a bunch— but I don't think I had looked her up because I was like, she is just striking; like she just commands the scene. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, Tessa Thompson. That's a famous name. And then I see she's been in a million things, and I just happen Everything. to have seen. I haven't seen any of these things, and I've <laughs> always wanted to. Creed, I guess, is is big that she's in i've always wanted to see creed i don't know why i never saw there's like how many creed? they're like on creed three at this there's point. like yeah, three creeds i haven't seen yeah, any three, three, three and they're using five, the yeah.
1: hell out of marvel actors on that series
3: a part of it's because i can't i can't see a movie without going back and watching all so i gotta go watch rocky rocky two rocky three rocky four rocky five you know like we're gonna get to a point where you're like
0: oh this is out I gotta go back and watch the other ten movies, first. and that's it. So I can't get through them all. So I can't ever get to Creed because I sort of gotta... like how you can't, like you're you're watching wrestling now, but you just yes. can't start watching it. <laughs> I know. You gotta watch it all the way back. I want to
3: watch the back. current wrestling guys that are having, but I can't because I'm still on uh, twenty five no, years ago. <laughs> no way out. Nineteen ninety eight, and I have to watch. You know, now Thunder's added. Now I gotta watch every Thunder for goddamn forever. I don't know why I do this to myself. Anyway.
1: But she is. You're not wonderful. watching every episode of like Velocity
3: and uh, all no. like the weird Sunday night. Now I'm just fast forwarding through stuff at this point. But okay, so she was in Westworld. I guess is a big thing she was in too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I guess Drunk History. She's been on. Yep. Be- yeah, she was in Between Two Ferns the movie, which I I, I don't know if I. Knew he it.
2: has a solid.
3: That's right. Yeah, Brave Girl Rising. That's a that's a short. She's been in a bunch of Janelle Monae videos. Which then I fell down a rabbit hole watching a bunch of Janelle Monet videos. Which Janelle Monet is fucking awesome, uh, and so that was kind of fun. And then she was in some a Jay Z video. Uh, she was on Bojack Horseman. She did a lot of voices for things. Like she's been around, which I can't uh-huh. figure out how because she looks very young. How has she done nine thousand things already? So, and she's from. Then I fell in this rabbit hole and. Interviews with her on talk shows and she's from Hollywood originally. And and I was really bummed to find out that she wasn't British. She does that British voice so well. Uh that I don't I guess I wasn't. Really, I, wanna, I want you bummed. to guess how old she is because you said she looks so really young. <laughs> oh, if I had to get yeah, I mean now I know she's done all these movies. So I mean, in this movie, uh, I think she's 26, you know, something like that i say Tessa and I are only three years
2: apart in age.
3: Are you kidding? I look
2: no. old because I've had these damn children who give me all the grades. <laughs> She's born. But
3: 19, we're only three 1983. Years apart. Yeah. Oh, daughter of singer-songwriter Mark Anthony Thompson. Who's that? And actor musician Bobby Ramos. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't either. Is Mark Anthony? He's famous, right? Or is that not the Mark Anthony that they say? Uh not the, one, not the same one the same one, it's a different one. And who's okay? Bobby Ramos, do you know who that is? Anyway, she's unbelievably beautiful and a cool actress and a badass. Like she's very good. And this uh, version of Valkyrie
1: was basically made up for this movie, but uh Valkyrie as a character uh in Marvel was 1970, created by Roy Thomas and John Bushima, and uh was you know big blonde hair, b- very Nordic. Brunhilda was her name. Like, well, Brunhilda, how I love you. Like Elmer Fudd used to sing about, like in the, when Bugs Bunny Whack was the opera. Whad. Don't yeah.
3: quit your day job, Andy. Okay. Well, I was confused. Is Valkyrie a title? Or because they get, you're of Valkyrie. Yeah. In the Norse
1: mythology, they're basically the choosers of the slain. Like, they guide the souls of the dead to Valhalla. Oh, Viking Heaven, but uh, Marvel version has sort of made them into these. Uh, they, they do that, but they're also so like, like, the an like
0: Marvel's versions of uh, the ladies from Themascara, almost like Marvel's versions of Amazon's, uh, Amazons yeah,
1: kind of like they're warrior women who are like, uh, they,
0: I, I, I have, have sure. a thing real quick, real quick, real quick,
1: real quick, baby, real, real quick. quick.
0: It's already Dora not, Malage, can I say this? <laughs> Dora Milage. Or Valkyrie. Oh, Dora Milaje. Yeah.
3: What did you say?
1: The Dora Milaje Oh, or Dora Milaje, depending on uh, who's saying the words. The Wakandan uh, warrior women. Boy, oh. we haven't seen Black Panther yet for you, so you have to oh, remember. Oh, they're
3: very, Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking of.
0: I was thinking about Nick, that. I thought you said Nicki little, Minaj when <laughs> when they showed the flashback of them fighting um, Hela. I was like, huh i'm hold on to that for when we record
1: but yeah valkyrie is a title but the, the original valkyrie from the comics is sort of you can kind of see her in the when loki makes her relive the flashback of uh the the valkyrie's slaughter at the hands of hella jumping ahead a little bit uh the the one who sort of pushes her aside and saves her life very much looks like the comic book version of Valkyrie, so you could okay. say she's technically, like the the actual comics version of Valkyrie is technically in it.
3: Yeah,
1: although they have wiggle room, they can say, "Oh, that wasn't her; that was just someone who looked like her." And if they want to introduce Brunhilde at some point,
0: Brunnhilda maybe in Thor five, yeah, or which people uh, which did which tales of Asgard. So
3: yeah. with this Valkyrie, she's very flirty. There's this there's this uh unspoken thing uh between her and <laughs> thor i think uh so there's like this weird flirty thing he gets real like flustered around her because she's so awesome so this makes me wonder you guys you guys already know what happens obviously you've seen the next one but i'm wondering if, does that cause tension with jane foster uh if she's in the next ones and are they... uh
1: there's a lot of time between this one and uh, Love and Thunder which just came out this year and we don't see Jane Foster again until that the one that came out this year or last year so, it's, so it's there's a lot
3: bridge under the water water under the bridge yeah
1: I mean I don't think anything really ever gets spoken about that because they they don't really spend a whole lot of time together after this but uh,
3: well Tessa Thompson's awesome
1: yeah she's uh, pretty great in
3: this yeah she's fabulous I don't know if I like who I like better her Korg
0: uh i'm 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 definitely i think she she's gorgeous but like for me like cord and i guess and you know just in the other stuff he's been in afterwards like he's someone i would gravitate towards more just because like this personality that cork has in the mcu to me is is fun but it's also like he's just brutish guy but then he's 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 a lover, right? So he comes back in more, like he's in more movies. Yeah, episodes. he's in more. Oh, good. He, you know, he's, he's, great. He's, he's, he's like he's a lo- he's like a lover. You know, you look at yeah. him like, oh, he's mean, but but he's he's a lover. You know, and you know him and his partner, they they, they share things together, like not unlike you, thought Joe. Like, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> sharing protoplasm and eggs and stuff. Right. I, yeah, Lord kinda, help I, you. Yeah.
3: I want him to hang out with Thing too at some point. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure they've had a fight.
3: They've had a fight somewhere. In the now.
1: comics, he's drawn to look a lot more like he's even like orange ish. He looks like the thing, except with like really blocky head.
3: Well, in his rock slide, uh, no, he's related to mean. him. He's not, no, he's, a, he's with... an x man kind of guy. Um, okay. Well, anyway, I love Korg. I love Valkyrie. I love Tessa Thompson. Whatever she wants to uh, do is. Okay, with me as far as acting. Ride right
0: with me. Like she wants
3: to star in. She wants to play me in the nerd school. Of the movie. <laughs> no, I just love how she's a badass drink, drinking too. I think I like. I like, drinkin'. yeah. like you drinking. You have she's drinking away her PTSD, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not. I guess that's a sad way to put it. Anyway, <laughs> she then captures Thor, placing a small shocking device on his neck to pacify him. And takes him to the grandmaster, uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, who is delighted <laughs> with his newest acquisition, decides to put him up against the champion, his champion fighter. And this is our Jeff Goldblum introduction, who's great. Yeah. And, and there's a great Marvel one shot after this of him and Dennis. Uh, he becomes Dennis's new roommate. Thor moves out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that, but
1: if- I, I think I did once. Um, Yeah, the the Grandmaster uh, first appeared in 1969, the Avengers, number 69, coincidentally, Roy Thomas, John Bushima again. He's one of the elders of the universe in the comics. Okay. And uh, he's the brother to Benicio Del Toro's character, the collector in the comic book world, at least.
3: Okay, I was uh, gonna say he reminds me of the collector.
1: Yeah, like they're all they're kind of related. The Elders of the Universe are these weird pseudo cosmic beings who all have weird very fanatical specific interests. And the Grandmaster is all about games of chance, and contests and stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: And then he's mentioned the Contest of Champions, which is basically the first Marvel like uh special limited series crossover kind of thing that happened in 1982. Oh. Uh, which was uh, was originally meant i was just reading about this that it was going to be a big sort of tie-in celebration of the 1980 olympics that were oh, really? taking place in moscow but then america boycotted those so they had to scrap it and then rework it and bring it out a couple of years later trying to not connect it to the olympics at all but uh it was uh so it was just basically a bunch of Marvel superheroes engaging in competitions and stuff at the behest of uh, the Grandmaster who was trying to bring the Collector back to life. Side note, side note. Yeah.
0: On yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, they actually had a, I don't know, two or three part parter, where it was they did contest the champions with Grandmaster and Collector. But that was like the, nice. I want to say the 2016 ultimate spider-man series well, maybe it was Uh, the cartoon you mean yeah the cartoon yeah yeah yeah.
1: i'm sure they did and grandmaster is a blue dude in the in the comics he's all blue but like all these elders universe there's like the champion who's a big fighter he actually wears like a wrestling belt Uh, there's the gardener the runner uh the astronomer they're all like they have very specific fanatical interests
0: okay yeah so it was 2015 and it's Mm -hmm. a four-parter there you go but it's ultimate spider-man the 2012 version but it's season three of it season three i don't know what episode
1: and uh he was also the
0: uh one of the central
1: figures uh causing the justice league avengers crossover limited series in 2003 which i think was the last big collaboration between dc and marvel uh, things got kind of acrimonious for a while after that, but they were in good space then. There was actually a four-issue limited series where the Justice League hangs out with the Avengers.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty cool series. Yeah. I'm, I think you can find them on Comics Out, don't you, Joe? Check it out. Yeah, I'm going to have
3: to start reading that. Uh, there's just not enough time in the... Yeah, like, I keep uh, trying to you know. get
0: back into Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I've been reading two issues of Amazing Spider-Man since Saturday, no, Friday, and I'm not actually reading. I'm I'm saying I've been reading, but I keep getting sidetracked. Oh, my God, I haven't read it yet. The ADD struggle is real. And now, like, it's like my Gmail keeps sending me, like, Amazon keeps saying, what to read next after you read Amazing Spider-Man issue number one. Like, literally, I've got, like, two emails about that. I'm like, okay, I get it. Read, motherfucker. I got it. Yeah,
1: I got it. But, uh, yeah, so Jeff Goldblum, and he's hilarious.
0: Jeff it's Coburn like is hilarious in everything he touches, though. Like his his, yeah. his personality is perfect. Yeah. For this. He's
1: great. He's the hilarious version of an I'm evil great. overlord. And uh in this version of the Grandmaster is kind of combined with the, the the villain of Planet Hulk, who is just known as the Red King, who was the guy who was the overlord over the gladiator pits that the Hulk had to fight in. This is this is kind of a combination of these two characters. Uh, the Red King was kind of like if, uh, Joffrey was a weird red alien Joffrey from Game of Thrones and uh, was in power and in charge and just
3: made people fight for his own amusement and shit. Well, Thor learns that Loki is also present and has uh-huh. been there uh, for weeks. Uh, time moving far quicker on the Grandmaster's planet, uh, during which he has found favor with the Grandmaster. Not wishing to jeopardize his position, Loki pretends not to care about his brother, and Thor is thrown in his in the dungeon, uh, in the dungeons where he befriends rock creature Korg, who explains that all who have gone up against the champion have been killed. Uh, We get to meet Korg, who's awesome. Hello, new Doug. Yeah, (laughs) new Doug. Oh, Doug used to say that all the time. Oh, hello, new Doug. (laughs) That was great. So funny. I love that the guy's name is just Doug. (laughs) Like everyone else has these crazy. I love, like, hi there uh I'm, this is a, the pile of rocks waving at
1: you uh i'm actually a being i'm actually a person
0: <laughs> i'm actually well, a unless thing. You're, like i'm i'm what do you say? the whole rock paper scissors thing like, yeah. like, yeah. little, little just rock, a little, scissors little
3: rock paper scissors joke for you how, how <laughs> an alien from
1: saturn or wherever knows what <laughs> rock paper scissors is, <laughs> is maybe it's universal i don't know
3: well, meanwhile, Hela enters Asgard's throne room and pulls down the fresco above the throne depicting Odin and the royal family and their benevolent rule of their kingdom and the universe, revealing the darker history of Asgard where Odin and Hela conquer the nine realms before she was banished by her father. Hela then heads down to Asgard's vault and uses Asgard's eternal flame to restore her entire army and revive their her monstrous wolf Fenris. She also dismisses the Infinity Gauntlet that is kept there as a fake uh, fake. She just points that out. That's fake. She then attempts to open a portal and conquer all the realms, but the Bifrost Sword is... Sword. That's a sword. Sword. The Bifrost sword, sword has been taken by Heimdall, who has been hiding in the hills and is now sheltering the escaping civilians from Asgard. That's uh, wow. right. And that's what kind of what we talked about. He's wearing that... Uh, Red leather. He's not wearing the big hat anymore. Yeah, but he cause... doesn't have a big hat, and he's like a badass, and he's got cool dreads, and he's kind of like a uh, badass. He like, like coolest
0: Valerian from House of Dragons.
3: Yes, the Valerian steel. He's got his Valerian steel. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but I think this is a good place to stop because it, it that's that uh the next thing is the big arena f- battle, and I think that's like a big a big big bang transition so we have a big big bang where we
1: just get it all done before
3: uh tbj has to go to italy for 100 years well i, think, I don't think we can get it all done okay yeah. we got a way to go and tbj's got a pack and
0: everything. i'm only going a week i'll be back in the next week all you right. never know you yeah. might get get over there and um find you a uh Nice Italian, Italian, Italian guy. Or hey, oh, or a woman. Hey, oh a Tony. A, thank you, Art, for
2: recognizing that.
0: Mama I'm Mia open, 3 is so being shot, right and I'm the star. Yes. <laughs> now, I got to come back. Is this a
3: vacation or is this for work? No, it's a vacation. Oh, okay. Good for you. Are you going with Full Tempest on. No, by myself. Just by
2: yourself. My friend. Yeah. I have a friend that lives over there, Carolyn. Oh, okay. You guys met Carolyn.
0: Right, yeah. she did move to Italy for what, two, three years? She'll Was be there three years. years. That's mm-hmm. cool.
3: Are you going to bring so back some baseballs?
0: No.
2: I will bring back fun stories.
3: Yes, that's exciting. That'll be fun. Uh, we want to see pictures and then, so the ne- the second half of uh, Thor Ragnarok will be f- will be post-Italy filmed, recorded. Yep. And Andy's an idiot. <laughs> don't say that
2: about your brother.
3: Oh, no. He's just a piece of shit. <laughs> you POS. Oh, well, yeah. That's what Rob Liefeld will take of me, I'm sure. Yeah. You know what? Actually, Andy, this is a perfect time to mention that you were uh, going to shake up nerd school a little bit, and we have a replacement for you. Uh, Rob <laughs> Liefeld is going to be All the right. new professor.
1: Uh, talk to him As
3: about Stan that one Andy, Captain America no drama.
2: Rob. It- I'm only here for Andy. If Andy leaves
3: Tifa too- okay.
0: Wow. Well then Rob Lythelm. But, you know but you know what? The rock and roll expressive nerddom would carry on. Uh, you
3: would. What,
1: that's what you and Joe are. Rock I and roll express Rob plus Liefel. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I
3: gotta look at his art. Like it's his art that you hate, right? Yeah. I think he it's
1: so like,
0: uh, you also like his arrogance.
1: Look at if you can find it, Hawk and Dove number one. From the new fifty-two, oh, uh, back in like twenty eleven or something, whenever that launched. Seriously, well, here, here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, and I'm I'm speaking purely as an artist, right? Mm-hmm. So usually, as an artist, if you do like you you have a style, so you you don't necessarily, you don't you rarely deviate from your style. You may add to it, but you rarely deviate from it. So like. It's true all of his characters look the same, but then there's also him just... I don't want to... This, this, this is kind of me being devil's advocate, advocate kind of, so to speak. But it's like, I I don't want to shit on him like that, but it's like if you keep creating the same character over and over and over and over again, a lot of times the character is going to look alike, but he leans into that. So then it's almost like how you have some artists who say like, yeah, I'm an abstract painter. Right. And all they do is splash a couple of different coats of paint. Hey, $2 million. Next one, splash some more. And it's like, you're like, oh shit. So now you're paying for the name. Rob Liefeld has the name. So he doesn't really have to try hard to like create something that looks different because it's like the people who like Rob Liefeld is going to like the shit no matter what. So it's like, like, but like, and like, at some point you get to like, okay, actually, Hawking. This looks like Hawking Dove. This looked like Star. What's the? I think I showed you one when I was on one of his whatnots. like, I was looking at the character and Brigade. I cannot unsee Brigade and Deadpool. Like, like, wait, is that Brigade or that Deadpool or that Shatterstar? So like, ah, Andy fucked it up for me. Right? Was like, I can't see anything past. It's the same character. So like, the same character cost playing, which is not a bad See, thing but
1: <laughs> i'm not even talking about that just mm-hmm. look at every drawing of hawk in that uh. issue he has the exact same face <laughs> ex- the exact same expression <laughs> the entire time it's either with his teeth like closed or ah with his
3: teeth open he's just thing
0: maybe maybe <laughs> that was what they was going for in that in that series,
3: Andy, you love this. I just found something called Progressive Boink. It's, I guess, it's a blog, and they have an article called "The Forty Worst Rob Liefeld Drawings." And it starts off. It's from twenty. They made a
1: second. I've read that. Read and they made a second one because they had to because <laughs> so, there's that many so bad you, Rob Liefeld. Did you
0: really, did you did you search for this? <laughs> like I just googled I, Rob Liefeld sucks. No, I mean, like Andy, <laughs> like right, so. How do you know about this? Andy? like, are you like? Oh, like, I've i I like, like, read that before. That Liefeld. Well, it was my goof. Well, it there starts you know.
3: off. People suck, and then there's Rob Liefeld. You know how people draw comics? Rob doesn't do that. <laughs> That's how is. There is a there's a whole uh, Reddit of why Rob Rob Liefeld sucks. Reddit. There's a subreddit you're created by Andy. Yeah.
1: No, I had nothing to do with it, but I I did remember like he did Hawk and Dove for the New Fifty Two, and it was I read the first issue and was like, oh, this this hurts my eyes to look at it.
3: And then <laughs> now I just googled it and I can't tell the difference between this and the other com but I don't have a discerning eye for comics, I guess. It's, but like uh, then he eventually had to like
1: he left DC Comics in a huge pissy huff, public huff, just like man, everything sucks. These guys all suck because I was treated bad. Um, uh, which I mean um, to be fair the New 52 yeah. was kind of a fucking mess but uh, and DC Comics was kind of a mess at the time so like he could have gotten uh, uh, shitty shitly <laughs> treated but he that walked was- off all of his books he was all pissed about everything and he's one of his quotes in that was my greatest triumph at DC was getting an inept editor fired yeah. that's the kind of guy
3: yeah i'm reading a bunch of stuff about how he's a jerk on this red it's not just that he's a bad artist it's that he's yeah a jerk and he's done a bunch of shitty things to people right there, so. i'm i'm, I'm. <laughs> well that's yeah we got really into the rob liefeld hate so let's put that aside unless you yep. have some another th- unless tbj has something else to say nope just
2: later
3: nerds she's out all right <laughs> off to italy <laughs> she's
2: ready to go to italy
3: and we'll get a little bit more into Thor Ragnarok. Well, I got to go
2: Trump. actually like pack.
3: Yeah. That's and important. just reach out to us on Instagram if you'd like to see some nudes of Artstar. Uh, some tasteful. No,
2: news. that's behind the Patreon wall. People have oh, to that's pay right. for that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You see Artstar completely nude. Eating ice, licking ice cream. Licking ice cream. Yeah. The ice cream is. Just covering his junk.
0: That right, is
3: disgusting.
0: <laughs> disgusting.
3: Art Star, a lot of people don't know this. Art Star eats ice cream on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
1: I just remembered. I'm, I'm looking at an old article I wrote that uh, some of the articles are still up. And it's about his pissy departure from DC. <laughs> and uh, you wrote these articles? I wrote some articles. Not all those, but there's this article I wrote and I forgot, he posted a video of himself inking comics while he was driving. And it was like that, how dumb, how dumb you have to be to be well, drawing comics. From Crave
3: Online. Rob Liefeld's Hilarious Departure from D.C. by Andy Hunsaker, August 24, 2012.
1: Yep, that's wrote, the one I'm...
3: And he wrote, Rob is not a good comic book artist.
1: And wow. I made it clear that it was a bias of mine. Right, right at the front. Does anybody comment
3: on there and be like "fuck you, Andy"? Uh,
1: I don't know. They do comments on there. Uh, If so, like this site has gone through like three redesigns since I worked there, so uh, I'm lucky that any of my articles are still up. But uh, they're there. But anyway, and this is uh, Crave Online. It was called Crave Online at the time. I mean, where where
0: where can I partake of the disparaging?
1: just Article. Google uh, uh, my name and Rob Liefeld's name.
0: What if, what if I Google your name with a lemon party? <laughs>
3: <laughs> lemonparty.org. Andy <is> and <laughs> lemonparty.org. Yeah. Close I'll put this out.
2: Close it out. <laughs> yeah, we're,
3: <laughs> we're closing this out. This is the end of this episode. Excelsior. Just just Excelsior. I, I put the link in the chat.
0: Artstar. Right, Excelsior. Okay. i got it. DJ. He's out. He's, out. He's, out. He's out. Nope. They say I can't rap about the president no more. But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor. Still more incarceration of my kids. we by the prisons and people thinking this election to end it racism. Proud of a pessimist. I'm glad to see Obama. But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. Mr. Officer, now they polis look like me. You don't think. Again, we're seeing brothers rolling down the street Every Martin Luther King on his American dream Still a Rodney being beaten, screaming fuck the police Me, I'm running through the pasture, trying to get away from master But the dogs is on my ass, I gotta move a little faster Can't pass from Caucasian, but I got a couple papers From the plantation saying I graduated Congratulations, Congratulations. cool business. But to most school me, trying to digest EDs, living off government cheese, trust the government, please. Not even if it was me, sitting in the Oval Office as Commander in Chief, trying to give us us free. But there's a nigga in my ear saying, You got it, Superman, you ought to keep it here. Get this distinctly clear, I'm all about jetting. Raps come to without the half stepping. A new chapter, packed with new lessons. After that, the final exam, any questions? citypodcastnetwork.com